Guys, we've got Paul Reddick here. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. This is uh, awesome to be here. All right, awesome. Now, Paul, if you can tell my viewers who is Paul Reddick, uh, where you come from, and the kind of work that you do, mate. Uh, oh, who is Paul Reddick? That's um, somebody I'm trying to figure that out myself. Um, so uh, I'll give you the two-minute version. Um, I started out um, as a failed baseball player and found really my calling was what I thought I was to be was a baseball coach. I kind of fell into training baseball players, coaching baseball players. Um, and uh, that was certainly one manifestation of my coaching ability. And I lived in that world for a long time, up until about 10 years ago. Um, professional baseball, ran my own academy, trained baseball players, et cetera, et cetera, everything in that kind of uh, genre. And then um, uh, during that time, we built an online platform uh, called Baseball Education Center, which is kind of like um, Udemy or Masterclass for, for baseball you know, parents and players. Yep. Um, and that is still great and running strong today. And then probably about 10 or 12 years ago, I started coaching people. Um, people saw what we were doing in, in all of our businesses, offline and online, and started asking for help. And, you know, I didn't know, you know, that was going to be my calling. So, so right now, probably about 90% of my time is spent coaching people. And I coach um, anyone and everyone. So at this, <clears throat> at this juncture right now, I coach um, everything from a 19-year-old professional ballerina to uh, Navy SEALs and everything in between. Um, and I've coached them in how to build their business, how to manage their, their life, how to um, have better relationships with their family, their spouses. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of all the same. It really doesn't matter what someone's doing. Uh, it's more about who they're being and kind of that's what I coach them to be. So if they need to be a better business person, um, I coach them to do that, to be a better leader, to be a better parent, better ballerina, better musician, better singer better business owner, gym owner, you, you have it. It's, it's really all the same thing. So um, that's kind of the long, or the, I say the cliff notes version of a very long story. But um, so that's what I do today. It's like I, I work with people and in, in, in helping them really get a handle on who they're being day to day. Yeah, I love that, man. Um, and, just, and just to take everyone back, I remember saying, uh, and I know a lot of trainers can relate to this, the way you were kind of over-functioning, you were, you were training a lot of baseball players, that was the thing you really wanted to do, and then you found yourself just really burnt out. Because I think a lot of people can relate to that, because I was the same. I was kind of like, yeah, I want 400 clients. And then you've got all these clients, and you're working night and day, and you're really getting hammered. Like, I think a lot of us think we want that shiny, you know, that shiny object. It looks good. We see someone else doing it. And then once we get it, you kind of think, is this what I really want? Right. So, um, so I'll just to back up to when I was doing baseball instruction, the first, the first ever baseball lesson I did, I was paid $15 for, and that was for an hour. And I probably got there like a half hour early, like to get everything ready. And I, I pitched that kid until his arm basically fell off. Like I just wanted to over deliver so much. And I got that $15 and I got in the car and it, it took every bit of restraint for me to not like scream and shout at the top of my lungs. Cause it was in that moment I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have to go get a real job. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to become like one of them. Like, I'm like, I can do this. And I started doing the math. Like, I'll do this eight hours a day. And that's like, what is that? That's like $120 a day. That's like, you know, that's like $700 a week. 
Yeah. You know, that's like, that's like $36,000 a year. like, I'm in, you know, <laughs> working uh, seven, eight, eight hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, and then, so what happens is like everybody else is, you know, I think most people who go into this, they don't realize they're going into business. Yeah. And I didn't know that day I was going into business. I was going into my passion, um, which my passion was really coaching. It was not baseball. Baseball is just the place where my coaching ability happened first. Yes. Um, and, and so, yeah, next thing you know, I've got two clients. This guy brings me six. This guy brings me 10. The next thing you know, I've got teams and, and yeah, I've got, I've got 80 something clients and I'm working anywhere from 40, 60 hours a week. And you know what that's like when you're in front of someone working in that capacity. Um, you are, uh, you are, um, it is, it is, I think three or four hours of direct instruction like that is probably the equivalent of a normal eight hour workday, maybe, maybe more. Man. So, um, Energy. yeah, probably, yeah. So I'm probably putting in two kind of full work days per day. Um, and I work myself into a, in just a, just a bad place. I would close my eyes at night. I would see baseballs being thrown. I would see, you know, uh, job exercises and surgical tubing and you know all this kind of stuff that you do in day to day um i was 250 pounds i'm about 192 now so i was almost 60 pounds heavier than i am today um i was drinking four 20 ounce starbucks coffees per day just yeah. to kind of get through my day and then you know what you have to do when you come home after that i was having a few beers to kind of come down from that and, yeah. and was eating like my breakfast in the morning was like the stuff under the heat lamps, like in the, in seven 11, like it was a bad, you know, it was a bad way. And just, uh, I just had to stop. There was no two ways about it. I mean, like my health, um, was, was just going down the tubes. And, um, and despite all that, I had kind of built a success that I didn't want yeah. and didn't serve me. My, my passion was, was waning. And I knew that that, that, that those kids that were coming in the last few hours of the day, I knew that they were not getting the same level of service that the kids at the beginning of the day were getting. And that, you know, especially, you know, I think people like us, I think when we're doing that, you know, maybe your client doesn't know the difference um, and they can't tell the difference, but you know the difference. Definitely. And it's very hard to live with that. So yeah, I had to, I had to kind of break that and make a change. Yeah. No, I, lo I love that, Paul. And uh, my, even my coach, Jason Phillips, in America, I just came back from one of his conferences in San Diego. Mate. He, was, he was telling us um, how when he first got into nutrition coaching, he <clears throat> I wanted to make a million dollars. That was my goal. I didn't give a shit. That's all I wanted. So he goes, I found myself with um, 180 clients. I was doing phone call check-ins every day. I was up at 4 a.m. and I was on the phone for 20 hours a day. And he goes, I fucking created this prison for myself. And he goes, it got to a point where I just didn't give a shit about the million dollars. Because I created a, he goes, I thought I really wanted this, but the life he created kind of felt he was in a prison. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and that's something I remember, man, when we spoke, we spoke last year. And yeah. um, I kind of, mate, I didn't know what I want. I, had, I wanted all these shiny objects and you sent me that Franklin barbecue link. I mean, right, right. forget, bro. And I said like that, that changed the game for me and because all I was hearing is, you know, Matt, your business is doing great. You should have two, three, four locations, but it wasn't true to me. Like I just didn't, right. It wasn't, it wasn't real to me, man. Then when you showed me that Franklin's barbecue and you just had that one location that everyone raves about, I'm like, that's what I want, man. Like that. 
that rings yeah I, I think one of the things um in, in kind of like a full disclosure it's no it's no um secret in the way that i do things is uh I, i'm always helping people see like who they're being and most of their energy in any you know like i have probably most uh, the majority of my clients are in the fitness industries probably like 70 percent of them are yeah. and so part of it is like you know are we are, is this is it are you being who you're being you know is like are you are you stepping into who you should be um, and what you want or is there's too many voices too much noise telling you that if you have this well you, then you then this would be better or if you have this many then you should you can go to this level or you your next step is to get off the floor and stop you know stop training people and i will tell you this for probably half of the fitness people that i work with getting off the floor and stopping training people is is death to them yeah you know they, they don't want to do that you know so i always use this analogy of you know, I, I know you know American football. Um, yeah. So the Patriots are this Patriots are this like dynasty of the franchise, and um, so that you have three you have three people in that world. You have Tom Brady, yeah. Bill Belichick, and Robert Kraft. Right. So um, each of them, their goal is to score a touchdown. Yeah. But Ro Robert Kraft wants to know, well, who can who can who can score a touchdown? Well, Bill Belichick can design a play and Tom Brady can run the play. Let me hire those two guys. Yeah. Um, Bill, Bill Belichick is saying, I, I can design plays for a score a touchdown. Who can hire me? Um, and they can hire me. And then I can find the player who can run my play. And Tom Brady's saying, I can score a touchdown. Um, I need someone to help me do, you know, put, you know, have the, have the stadium built and the team and everything organized. And I, I need someone to help me run the plays. Yeah. But it just depends on how you want to play. So how ridiculous would it be? Maybe not now, because maybe he's transitioning out of his career, but let's say a couple of years ago, yeah. if, if Bill Belichick went to Tom Brady and say, you got to get off the field. Like, like you need to be training other quarterbacks to do what you do. Like that would be insane. And no one would, no one would ever say that, but we say that all the time to someone who's three years into the training business. We say, you got to get off the floor. Um, well, I don't know. Nobody's telling Bruce Springsteen. He, he needs to get off the stage. No one is telling, um, you know, Tom Cruise, he needs to stop acting. Now, there's some people that go on to be directors, right? There's some people that go on to be movie, movie producers or record label executives. That's different for everyone. So there's some people that are going to say, you know what? I want to be Tom Brady. I just want to play. I want to train people. I love it, right? I have one, one of my best friends of all time, Pete Isaac. When he trains people, it is, it is magic when yeah. he gets on, on the training floor. To have him stop that would be like ripping out his soul and stomping it on the ground. I just want to do that. Um, I have some clients who they want to be Bill Belichick. They don't want to be on the field all the time, but they want to be in the game. So they want to like, you know, maybe have a couple classes or train a couple clients and they want to manage some people, but they want to be in the game. And then I have some people I work with that they never want to train another person that as long as they live, what they want to do is build businesses and build locations and build trainers and build a team. Yeah. Everybody is going to play a different game. It's just finding out what's best for you. And, and that's it. You know, that's, I love That's that. It. It's fun. It's finding out who do you want to be. And so it's very interesting in, in my baseball business, I have like very few day-to-day -day responsibilities. I have a brilliant guy, Matt, who runs our business. Um, I've, you know, he, I have very few day-to-day -day responsibilities. Um, in my coaching business, I want to play. I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to stop. Like I, you know, the thought of like having 20 coaches out there coaching people and me sitting in an office managing them is, is, is terrifying to me.
um, I wouldn't. Yeah, I want to be in the game and playing. So, um, yeah, I love that, man. And um, I remember I'm not sure if I heard it on your podcast about you guys speaking about um, Jerry Seinfeld. Because then I went and checked. Yeah, it out. yeah. and um, Jerry Seinfeld was going on because he still does his uh, comedy shows. He's yeah, even small local gigs, and he goes, man. You know, I've got all, I've got everything I want, but it's true to me. It, it fulfills me, man. No one can tell me otherwise. And man, it's really opened up my eyes, man. Because that's literally all you hear. You know, get off the floor. There's only one way to do it. But that's why I love your way. It's just so simple, man. And I follow another guy, Andy Frisella. I'm in his um, Arate group, man, and and he's all about what you say. You know, move the chains. It's one small thing at a time. Because I think, man, we're we're overwhelmed. So many people, man. Yeah. We're overwhelmed with the shit we see on the internet and social media build a million dollar business in two weeks and hire 10 coaches so i just love your approach man well so so what often is you know everybody um how do i say this the best way so a lot of what we're sold is that somehow there's a better life somewhere and so if you've ever seen like the wheel of life right? Where it's like one is like your finances, the other is your health, and the other is your family, the other is your business. And, and the whole idea is to balance out this wheel so that it rolls, you know, smoothly. Yeah. And when you see somebody, oh, you know, get 10 trainers, make a million dollars, or somebody who's living, you know, has a fancy car or something like that. What they're really doing is they are magnifying one spoke of that wheel. And the message is, if you figure this part of your life out, if you figure this money part of your life out or this business part of your life out, that somehow all of the other wheels, all the other parts of the wheel will somehow magically be filled in. Well, I'm going to tell you that um, as I become uh, a coach over this last decade or so, um, I don't believe anything. Yeah. I don't believe anything that anyone advertises. And um, I, I know people who have millions of dollars. And have, and have no other aspect of their wheel filled. I know people who have unbelievable, you know, businesses and maybe unbelievable health, um, but, they, but they're lacking in other areas. Yeah. So um, on oftentimes when, we, when somebody advertises one part of their wheel, part of that is the magnification of what they want you to see. Yeah. And so in magnification, though, what, there is a point where... Um, you know, magnification, if you get too close, becomes distorted. And so, you know, and that's, that's, they're keeping it right at the right distance to where it really looks really good. But if you get really close to that, what you're going to find is behind that is, is, is probably a lot of those spokes of the wheel are not filled. And that, and even if they are, that's, that's their wheel. That's, that's their wheel. That's not your wheel. You know, so um, Robert Kraft is probably a billionaire for all. I don't know. Maybe Tom Brady's not a billionaire um, to everybody's different. You know what I mean? And, and I don't. And and the other mistake that I think in a lot of people that I coach, I help them kind of realize is that, you know, we equate this uh, experience of life to the amount of money that we have. Um, and there's not there's there's obviously nothing to say that, you know, having money can certainly make life a little bit easier um but it doesn't make life better yeah um and and that's that's a you know there's certain amount of money that we need to feel comfortable and certain amount that we want to have to live our lifestyle and i get that everybody's got different lifestyle um but what i have found in the people that have come to me where they've made all the money and they've bought all the stuff 
and they have all the things. And their and their question they ask me is why I'm why am I still so unhappy? You know, and and because well, um, you know, you just got sold something really good by somebody. You were sold that if you had all this, that somehow it would it would equate happiness. Um, so yeah, I I completely understand that. Yeah, I think we need to chase fulfillment. That's the thing, like really finding that thing and just um, yeah, just really chasing that thing that lights you up, man. Yes. That's kind of the big takeaway with everything. Um, Absolutely. It, yeah. Sorry, Paul. Go on. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just saying yes. Oh, no, I had, no, I had nothing, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, so, you know, so one of the things like of coming through, you know, in especially work with fitness, fitness business owners is, you know, how do you kind of want to look and live your day-to-day life, you know? and um, I, I had uh, this year. I'm I'm going out and spending one-on-one time with all of the people that I work with. Yeah, I've seen that. And You've been on the road, mate. You've been busy, eh? I've been busy. Yep, I've been busy, and it's all been good busy. And um, so uh, the the time I'm spending with them, there's just nothing that can replace sitting down with someone for two or three hours and seeing where they live and where they work and stuff like that. Where most of the time people come to me. Um, so. Um, what I've seen in every individual circumstance is a different version of success. So I sat down with one of my uh, clients who's been with me for 10 years who said, you know what, all I want to do is, you know, make sure my bills are paid, make sure my retirement savings and all those things are all paid up. And we have, we have a savings plan for vacation and we have this and that, and that's it. That's all I want to do. And I don't want anything bigger. You know, I don't need, I'm not going to grow just because, just for the sake of growth. And I sit down with some people who are like, we're mapping out our fifth location. Yeah. You know? So it's all different for everyone. Everyone's got, just got to pick to see what they want. But that's been a really eye-opening experience for me. Because um, no matter how well someone describes their business or shows you pictures or anything like that, it's that, you know, you're in it and you're in where they live and you see kind of how they how they operate. So that's been, that's been an incredible experience for me, which has been unfortunately suspended because of the uh, situation we find ourselves in in the world today. That's crazy, mate. Yeah. And, and what's your take on the current situation? So how's things where, how's things where you are? So whereabouts are you at at the moment? So I live in uh, New Jersey. So, um, and just where, where we live, um, certainly there's a lot of concern, a, a great deal of concern because I live a mile from a train station that goes directly to New York city. So a large number of people in my town work in New York City. So, you know, they've been going back and forth over the last month or so since this thing has really kind of started. And, you know, they're worried about what did they bring home and what did they, you know, what did, what did they pass on to their kids and what did their kids bring to school and what, brought, and what did their kids bring, you know, bring home into other homes and so like that. So where I'm, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, like right now it's, um, uh, you know, it's, 444 in the afternoon and on a typical day like today it's about 55 degrees out there would be people jogging and running and biking and kids and stuff like that playing and there's no one out i mean there's nobody guys um, out here it is a ghost town and people are very very concerned and it's very serious um you know it's uh it's like something out of a movie but um from the training perspective what i would you know what i would um so I would suggest, I mean, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, hopefully it'll all be over, but um, yeah. 
if people are running gyms, people are, because they were forced to close. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut were forced to close. So uh, out of the, yeah, um, which I think is going to kind of come down. I know San Francisco shut down a couple other places, but, you know, this is the time. Like, we don't, I, I, would, I would say to those people in, in those businesses is that a lot of times people ask me, like, how do I develop my leadership capabilities? Well, to step right up, this is it. Yeah, you know, this is step out and lead, and um, and into our into our, to our people. It might. I know most of the people that I work with are very humble people. They don't have massive egos around this stuff. But um, to their people, they are. You're their leader. Yeah. You know, they're you're the one that's providing them with fitness information and and nutrition information and exercises and programs. If they can do this stuff on their own, they would do it on their own. Yeah. You know, but they look to you for this information. So especially in this time where people here in America are kind of quarantined in their house for the next few weeks, um, you know, they're going to have to work out. They're going to have to eat right. They're going to get a little cabin fever. They're going to, all these things are going to kind of happen. And you're the health expert in their life. You know, they're not going to go to their doctor. Their doctors are busy doing other things now. So you're the one, you're, you, this is the time to step up. And I, I would just say a couple tips would be to be, to be super visible. Yeah. You know, be in their text message, be in their emails, be in their, your, your Instagram stories, you know, um, and then also show them, be a model, model for them. Here's how I'm getting through it. I'm yeah. doing my morning routine. I'm, I'm doing, you know, getting up every, every hour and moving around. I'm making sure I'm drinking enough water. I'm making sure that I'm not like, you know, vegging out too much and, and eating chips and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that's, that, that's really what it is, is really modeling. Like, this is how we're going to get through this. We'll get through it together. And, and, just, and just really connecting with them. And, that, and that's one thing I've been really doing. Yeah. Well, it, well, well, for me personally, nothing's really changed because I'm always, like, my biggest thing is um, my retention. So I'm always focusing on connecting with clients, sending handwritten thank you cards. But now more than ever, I'm just trying to reach out and I'm actually putting together home workouts that I'm going to make up for my clients and just really look after them with nutrition because that's all you can really focus on at the moment. You can't really control all this, all this crazy stuff that's going on. Yeah. And, and, you know, it is, um, again, it's like, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, were we prepared for this? Well, nobody was prepared for this. Yeah. This has never happened before. <laughs> you know, this is, this is, this is, this is new territory again, but this is where leadership is, is forged is in new territory. And, um, and just, just to, you know, reiterate, to step up into that and look for creative ways to, um, to help your people. The other thing I would suggest is again, I don't know when this will go out, but this is still only a few days into this quarantine. If this goes on for a couple of weeks, just understand that if you give your clients a two week program, um, they're, the way they're thinking mentally uh, right now is a lot different than the way they're going to be thinking in a week. Because right now, they've had a few days off, which kind of everybody wants, right? They've spent some time with their family. That's good. They've watched Netflix. And then probably by about, you know, as this week goes on, they're going to watch everything on Netflix. They're going to they're gonna have spent all the time they want with their family. Um, yeah. and they're going to start to get cabin fever. So their, their mental state is going to change. You have to be able to ebb and flow with them and get into the rhythm of this, especially as day to day, it seems to change. So yeah. it can't be like, Hey, we're going to be closed for two weeks. Here's a two weeks program and see you back here. Um, yeah. you may have to, to ebb and flow and change with them. Just con yeah, just constant connection, adding value. And I think it's going to say a lot, like, honestly, man, I'm excited in a way because people are saying, Oh Matt, how's business going? And yes, it's taken a hit. It's a, it's a tough time. But honestly, when I started, like I started with negative eight, I posted my check on, 
um, on my Instagram in the past. But, um, mate, I started with one client. It was my missus, negative $8. So I just go back to that day and I've kind of got that, that fire back in building it up and it's just an opportunity to really step up and just add value to people and not go crazy and start running all these ads and trying to sell shit. It's just being there for the people because it's temporary. Yeah. It's just seeing past what's happening at the moment. Cause I know it's going to come good in, you know, in, who knows two weeks, a month, six months. It, yeah. So I reckon what we do within the next two weeks, within the next month is going to really set you up for the next um, six to 12 months. So yeah, it's huge, man. Just be there for them and deliver value. Yeah. And I think, I think too, like the one, if there's, uh, again, the, the weight of this thing is not lost on me, you know, especially where I live. I, people are worried. I get it. Um, but uh, the, for a business owners that everybody kind of is in this together, Definitely. No, this is, this is kind of affecting everyone equally. So it's not, um, you know, it's not, uh, something that, okay. You know, like maybe you know, like when nine 11 happened, it was New York and Washington, you know, East coast. And, um, when Katrina happened, it was down in Louisiana. So, you know what I mean? They were isolated, uh, things that, you know, were tragedies. Um, but certainly it was not affecting everyone equally. So, it's not a good thing, but it's, it's a, it's a, like, it's, it, it's at least does kind of even things out that, yeah, everybody's going to be in this, um, in this boat together. And, and yeah, in a month or so, I think things will shake out. I think in a few weeks, they're going to probably come out with some guidelines to getting out and about, you know, like, uh, to be able to have classes and stuff like that. Because also too, as much as the government is, all governments are, um, doing that, you know, they're, they're doing the right thing. They, they also know that, that it is urgent for people to return to some semblance of normal life oh, you know, because there is, there are other, there are all other issues there too as well. Yeah. I, th I think, I think that's the hardest part, mate. I would, hard to be, I would hate to be in parliament now because it's either like you put them in lockdown, the economy suffers or you, or you keep them out in the streets and then old people suffer. So it's kind of catch 22. I'd hate to be in that scenario. So. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know that, uh, <laughs> I don't know that anyone could be prepared for this. And, and so, you know, I'm sure they're doing just the best they can, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Paul. But mate, I'm super, super honored to have you on the podcast, mate. I know, I know you're a busy guy. I don't want to keep you too long, man. So. Well, I'm not busy now. <laughs> not busy this week. Definitely <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, mate. We should keep it to three to four hours, mate. But um, yeah. Hello, Bonnie, mate, mate, let's wrap it up here. Um, I appreciate you joining me, man, and thanks for everything. I know, like you said, mate, in previous podcasts, that you're just to call away, and and honestly, mate, that's all it was. You know, it was just a message, and I got in contact with you, mate. So, mate, mate, you deserve honesty. All the good that comes to you, mate. And I know there's so much more coming, and there's a reason why you've been you. best um, trainers and musicians in the world, mate. So, where can people find you, Paul? Um, so, yeah, they could go to Paul Reddick 567. So, P A U L R E D D I C K, the numbers 567.com. And then um, they could always just text me 201 323 and yeah, I, I, I always, I always, um, when I started out, 
as uh, in, in business and in coaching and everything, there were so many people who took my call and gave time to me. And I never want to get so far away from that, that I forget what it's like to want someone to, uh, to take my call and to help me out. So that's always something that I, uh, that I just want to stay very, very close to. So be happy to talk to anyone. I love it. I love that you've always got that and that's never left you, mate. No, never will. Never will. Never will. So. All right. Thanks, Hapes. Paulie, appreciate it, man. Take care. Take care of yourself, right. America, mate. You got it, Matt. All right, man. Have a great day. See you, man. See you, man.